Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jean Andrus, the menopause guru. And today, in our second segment, I'm talking with Elaine Sellers about time management. But in our first segment, I want to talk to you directly about why this is like something that comes up for us as menopause and menopause. And here's the thing. Recently, I've seen a number of my friends, um, people I know here in town, people I know around, who have said, oh, I've been diagnosed as ADD or ADHD. And that explains why I can't keep keep myself on track and why I keep getting distracted and all. And I want to say, and I don't always, but I want to say to people who are getting into their 40s, 43 to 48 beyond, and they can't seem to concentrate. They don't have the focus and concentration that they may have had when they were younger, or maybe they think they've never had it because they've always been multitasking and they get like really paranoid about it. And they wind up going to the doctor and the doctor gives them some sort of psychological test. Cause that's what it's, it's a psychological thing. It's not a, it's not a physical thing. And they think that there's that basically they've had ADD or AD all of their lives. And they've just been non not diagnosed. Yeah. Could be. Often I have not known these women when they were in their early 30s or 20s or when they were at school. But here's the thing. Menopause changes the way we think. I talk about this a lot in my book, Think Again. And you can get that off of Amazon right now. It's uh, it's actually on sale on Amazon right now. And you can get it uh, in paperback or in, but it explains some of the reasons that this concentration that we might have had when we were younger doesn't seem to work as well now that we are perimenopausal, menopausal, menopausal, whatever. So, you know me, I talk a lot about uh, anthropology and how we as humans may have come to this um, this place we are now and how we evolved into the people we are. And I talk up in the book, talk with my clients, I talk 
when I'm talking on podcasts about how we think and why how we think use it uh, was different before we hit para paramenopause. And it go comes down to what women had to do as tribal, as members of a tribe, hunter-gatherer tribe. And that was very much multitasking. It was going from one thing to another, never ne necessarily completing the first thing before you went to the next thing and keeping coming back around the circle until all the tasks were completed. And that meant that we remembered where we were in that task. So this is what I call multitasking. It's it's not really multitasking because you're really concentrating on one thing pretty much, although you always have a, an ear out for the kids, right? But as you come from one thing to the next, it's knowing where you are in that next task and remembering what the next task is and the next task is. And knowing when you have to cross that circle and reach reach out to do something that was maybe not the next thing, but skipping a task here or there. Turns out that there is a place in the forebrain, and I never remember the name of it. It's a big, long name. It's in the book. And it's in charge of this ability to move from one task to another and always know where you are in the task. This part of the forebrain is stimulated by estrogen. So as we lose estrogen, what we find is that we don't do as well multitasking. We don't do as well with this time management kind of thing because estrogen was what was keeping us on task. We can talk some other time about forgetting names and nouns and things like that, which is also an estrogen-derived piece of our ability as women. But when you think about it, it makes sense. In that setting or in our homes today, and not, and not necessarily on our jobs, but many of us work jobs that require that same kind of multitasking, where we're going from Think, think about a teacher in a in an elementary school class and she's given an assignment and she's going from Rebecca to Judy to Quanisha to Andre and um, Alex. And she goes from person to per child to child and she's got a sense of where that child's going to be, what they're going to need, and she knows when she's going to need to circle back. You when you're maybe when you're doing um, housework and co cooking on the weekend, um, we're not going to talk about whether you should be, but we but we all have those chores that we have to do. And so you go from maybe starting the spaghetti sauce. I always use spaghetti sauce because it's multi-step. You, you chop up the onions and the peppers and, and the garlic and you put it in the pot to to um, brown, and then you run to the laundry room and you move a load of laundry from the washer to the dryer. Then on your way back, you might check with the kids in the playroom and make sure there's not squabbling. And then you run back and you do the next piece of your spaghetti sauce. You throw the meat in and then you stop and do another chore. Maybe you take out the garbage. Maybe you check on the dog. 
And we know where in the process we are each time we come back. And then menopause hits and the estrogen goes down and that part of your brain doesn't work as well anymore. And it's not ADD or AD, it's habit. It's that habit of skipping from one thing to the next. And so what it looks like is you start the spaghetti and then you go to move the laundry, but on the way to the laundry, maybe you see a bill that has to be paid. So you go to your computer and you turn on your computer and while you're there, oh, Facebook comes up and you check it and you see that somebody is sick. So you go to call them and you go to call them and then the the kids start screaming in the family room. Maybe they're your grandkids this time, not your not your children. So you go to fix that and all of a sudden you smell the onions burning in the kitchen and you get to the end of the day and you say to your husband, we're going out for dinner because I burnt the spaghetti sauce and the, I don't have anything to wear because the laundry never got into the dryer and oh shit, I didn't pay that bill and oh, the kids and everything has gone off the rails and you feel like you're you've lost control. That's why we're going to talk about time management today. That's why I work in the area of focus and concentration with some of my clients because they need help in not just concentrating better, but learning how to manage their time, learning how to break the habit of multitasking or cyclic serial tasking, as I call it. So I hope you listen in. I hope you enjoy this, this interview with Elaine. And if you feel like you need some help in the area of focus and concentration, I'm doing a new program now. Give me a call. Send me an email, jean at menopause.guru. It's in the show notes. And let's talk about how we can get you back to focus and concentration rather than on pills, on more drugs, on more excuses for not doing a better job of managing your time. Oh, did I say it that way? No, a better job of finishing tasks that you want to finish so that you know how to manage your life. I'm Jean Andrus, the menopause guru, and please stay tuned to my conversation with Elaine. It's really fun. Talk to you soon. Brain fog, lack of concentration, inability to multitask, memory blips, these are some of the scariest symptoms of menopause because they mimic Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. If you'd like to know more about how menopause can affect your thinking and what you can do about it, get my book, Think Again, on Amazon.com. You can find the address in the show notes. Hello, everybody. This is Jean Andrus the menopause guru, and this is Menopause Matters. And today we're talking with Elaine Sellers. Elaine is a time investment coach um, 
and she is going to talk to us about how we can start thinking a little differently as I did in the first segment. We talked a little bit about why we get this crazy thing about almost ADHD kind of thing. And so today we talk about some strategies to deal with that thing that's going on. So I'm super excited to welcome Elaine today. And Elaine, can you tell us sort of how you got into the time investment coaching business and what your kind of what your background is and what you do? I'd be glad to. Thanks so much for having me, John. I appreciate it. And I'm glad to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, in at my core of my being, I love supporting others. And that led me to a 30-year corporate career in administration and office management. Um, when I left the corporate world, I had become a time management expert. I managed my time. I managed other people's time. And then when I started my business, the methods that I had used didn't work. I was so surprised. Okay. I, I knew I needed to learn a lot about running a business, but time wasn't one of the things I expected to have to learn. Um, so time management was for you an issue? Yes. Okay. Why was that? Can, can you tell me a little bit more about why that seemed to happen? Being a solo entrepreneur is so completely different from working in the corporate world. Mm, that's for sure. There are, there are so many options. In the corporate world, you have kind of some built-in boundaries. Somebody else decides you're going to use X or Y. Somebody else decides you're going to pursue A or B. As a solo entrepreneur, you have to make all of those decisions yourself. And the amount of information and the number of options are so vast that it's very difficult and you end up jumping from thing to thing, trying different things, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and, and never really completing any one thing. And it was a huge struggle for me. And so my time investment program comes from my own experience. I have been there. I know what it feels like. This is not some magic bullet that I just designed, pulled out of thin air. I lived through this, and this is what worked for me. And so now I teach other solo entrepreneurs what I've learned. And when you talk about solo entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, business women who are moving into a new field, you're talking about so many of us um, that are going through this same thing, but we're also going through perimenopause and menopause at the same time. And as you and I discussed in our, just our chat together, we have so many issues around this ability to do things the way we used to do them. And now we're moving into a new field very often because we're taking on, taking on our own passion, uh, purpose and possibilities and priorities, all those P words I talk about all the time. And now we're doing them 
without this, uh, without structure, without boundaries, and with this great ability to get lost in shiny object syndrome. Big thing for me is shiny object syndrome and mm -hmm. the ability to go, you know, the, the desire, jump into one thing and jump into another and find a new way to do things. And yeah, so it's all coming to a head here for many, many women in their late forties, early fifties. It's all a mishmash of this whole change who, who we are, change what we're doing, change how we do it. And oh my God, it's the end of the day and I still haven't done the breakfast dishes. <laughs> you can, you can relate. I take, take it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's easy to get lost in this sea of to do's and like you say, shiny object syndrome and other options coming at you that you end up working hard all day long, but getting very little done. Mm, yeah. And in my, in my pre-introduction to this, in my introduction to this segment, I talk about why multitasking is so much more difficult. Mm -hmm. And you and I talked again about multitasking. So let's, let's take apart multitasking a little bit for a few minutes and talk about what it is that we, how we can rethink about that and how maybe we can get away from the multitasking nightmare of jumping from task to task and never completing any of them. Because I think that's huge for not just solopreneurs, not just people who are trying to run their own business, but it's true for women who aren't working at all and women who are still in the corporate world and women who are just trying to get through uh, maybe, maybe a job that doesn't mean anything to them is just adding some income to their family. But for all of us, this multitasking thing just mm. becomes a nightmare. Yes, it does. Yeah. Multitasking. I mean, even when I was in the corporate world, multitasking was on most of my job descriptions. Yeah. And the reality is that you can't really multitask. No, it's your brain can only handle one complex task at a time and trying to task jump, as you said, jumping from this to that, you lose momentum and the initial task ends up taking more time. Yeah. You, you get going in a certain direction, you get focused and moving in that direction, and then all of a sudden you jump over here and do something else, and then it takes you time to regain that momentum and focus on the original task. And it might not have taken as much time when you were younger and you had the, that part of your forebrain working for you. Mm -hmm. But now, now as you are in this perimenopause, postmenopause time frame, that's not working as well. So you forget where you were, you forget mm -hmm. your momentum. And if it didn't work, if it didn't work great before, it sure isn't working now. <laughs> Doesn't work at all. Yeah. So what do you do? How do you how do you break that habit? Well, like breaking any habit, it takes some time and some effort. Um, 
I love routines. When you do the same thing the same way over and over, your brain creates a neural pathway. Just like when you brush your teeth. You don't really think about that. It's an automatic process in your brain. And so if you, if you have developed a multitasking process, you have to learn to stop and redirect those thoughts back to focus on one thing at a time. Do this thing until it's done and then do the next thing. And um, I think planning is really key to that. You, you want to create some kind of a framework for your day, for how you're going to use your time. Um, and then, then plug in what I call target areas. When are you going to do your meal prep? When are you going to do your laundry? When are you going to do your grocery shopping in the midst of everything else in your busy life? And um, just to help build in some structure and some boundaries to help to keep you on track. I love the boundaries idea because boundaries are really um, not letting other things come in to mm. the time that you put in to set aside for a major task. So, um, and, yeah. and you, you mentioned one of my favorite multitasking uh, examples, which is laundry because <laughs> laundry is, is designed to multitask. You know, you right. throw it in. Although I hear now that there are now laundry machines that do the washing and the drying in one machine. Like, amazing. Now, if it could only fold. Yes. <laughs> but the idea that, you know, you put it in the washer and then you have to come back a little while later and put it in the dryer. Mm -hmm. So that needs to be a task that is bounded by a time of work that is big enough to get something done yes or make your husband do it he's he's mine is actually very good about doing laundry but uh so it's it's sort of like there are tasks that that can continue to be multitasked or this cyclic what i call cyclic serial tasking Mm -hmm. because they don't take that much brain power. Right. You've washed your clothes and then you can go do something else for however long your washing machine takes. And then you can come back in 45 minutes and move the load over. Right. And then again, you need an hour for the clothes to dry and then you want to come and get them out so they don't lay in their wrinkle. And, um, <laughs> but that's, oh, well, that's do we really want to see my shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the planning is key. Yeah. Yeah. If you know you're going to put laundry in at 2 p.m., then maybe you can get in the kitchen and make the marinade for the chicken tonight and get that marinating before you go back and switch your laundry load over. But And all of that depends on in your individual situation. Yeah. But you can plan for that. And if you have it planned out and... um. And, and in a place that you can refer to that, whether that's digital or analog, whether that's a notebook and a pen or an app on your phone, whatever, the key is to find what works for you. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit because here's, here's, here was the thing that hit me as we were just talking is for me, 
when I was in my 40s, my 30s, I didn't need to plan. I would know that I had to throw the laundry in, get the chicken marinating, marinating, and then um, go do the homework project or whatever it was that I had had to get done when I got home from work. When I got to work, I knew I, you know, I knew I had maybe I had a calendar that had my big appointments on it, but I knew what I had to get done in between those appointments. And what I find now is that I don't remember all of those bits and pieces and things are more likely to get written. So one of the things that that used to really get me was the boundary between work and home. So if that mm -hmm. ever got slid into, and that would happen most typically with sports for my son, mm -hmm. um, when when home slid into work time, I had a tendency to have clashes. So, uh, because I wouldn't remember. I wasn't at home or I wasn't at work. Mm -hmm. um, those would, would wind up clashing for me. So I think one of the things that was became true for me is this reliance on calendars, which thank goodness for modern technology because yes. the old time wall calendar just wasn't cutting it. Not enough room to put everything down. No, no, there just isn't. <laughs> so um, what's your, what's your thoughts on calendaring? Which, which do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite uh, thing that works for you in terms of calendaring? I use my Outlook calendar, and I like that very much. Um, there are many options. Mm -hmm. There's calendars all over the place in so many different formats. Um, I encourage people, find what works for you. What I like about Outlook is I have a calendar with meetings scheduled, and then over on the right, it has my to-do list. Oh. So that I know if I have 10 minutes, I can jump over here and do something. So do you, do you segment your to-do list into big tasks, small tasks? Um, somewhat. Um, I think it's important to have the task list categorized. Okay. What's, what's like household and what's more work-related, um, what's kind of you know, under the spiritual self-care health umbrella to have those things segmented for those big categories. And then you merge those two. You have a framework with the chunks of time and you have a to-do list with the specifics. Okay. And plan, you just take the to-do list and plug it into the calendar wherever it goes. Perfect. And then you just follow, create your plan, follow your plan, your work, work your plan. That I think is my downfall is actually doing what I say I'm going to do. And, and so that, I, that is very helpful. And yes, I like to keep a list of five to 10 minute tasks. Mm. Things that need to be done, but are not urgent. Uh-huh. That way, if a meeting ends early. Or if I finish writing my social media post 15 minutes before, you know, and I have an extra few minutes, I can jump to that list 
and knock off a couple of short tasks. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and that list also helps to keep me from getting distracted. As I am focusing on something, I think of something else and I don't want to forget it. And I get tempted to jump and do it right now. Yeah. But that's not what's best. So you scribble it down on your short list. And then you put it on your to-do list so that it makes it to your calendar. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm, t I'm, my biggest problem, I think, is tending to say, oh, I see this sitting on my desk and it reminds me that I have to do, make this phone call. Oh, I could do that now because XYZ is in, in the office. And so I make that phone call and now I'm out of wherever I, whatever I was doing before. Right. And right. That's craziness. That's where <laughs> this leads to and, chaos. And that's another point where you may need a boundary. Don't <laughs> leave that stuff laying around. When, when I'm working, I close everything that I am not working on. My wow. email, documents, folders, browser tabs, only open what you need. Otherwise, you're tempted to jump and be distracted. Yeah. And, and so don't leave that stuff laying around. Have a notebook, which, you know, a cover you can close or, you know, stick yeah. it all in a binder clip and get it all out of, out of view, out of your sight. That sounds reasonable. Healthy, keep you from being tempted. So how do you work with people who are, are struggling with this? How do you, what, what is it that you offer them? Well, I, um, I have several different ways that you can access my services. Um, I am currently working on some on-demand, what I call micro courses. Cool. I work for people. I work with people who have struggles with their time and not everybody has an hour or a week or three or whatever to invest in this. So I'm making these little like 10, 15 minute courses where you can oh. just bite as you need them. And then I also offer what I call a calendar tune-up, and that's a one-hour um, service where together we will take a look at your calendar. We will build a framework for you. I'll show you how to do that, and mm. we'll talk through that, um, and we'll also talk about where you might be having challenges and maybe you need to implement some boundaries. And then at the end of that hour, I will give you three action items to really help you to take control of your time. Um, and, and then I have what I call the Time Investment Masterclass. That is the full eight-week coaching program oh. where together we walk step-by-step step through each bite of the process um, to really kind of get a holistic look at everything you're doing in your business and is that the best thing to be doing and and I teach principles so that people can apply them in a way that works for them this is not a box that I'm sticking you in it's not one size fits all yeah those those of us who fight time management really <laughs> really fight those boxes sure sure so how can somebody reach out to you if if this is something that they're interested in having you help them with? Um, my website is elainesellers.com. Okay. And, and that'll be in the show notes. Okay. 
And um, you you can also reach me on LinkedIn. And okay, um, I have a YouTube channel called Time Investment Advantage. Okay, so fairly easy to find online. And um, you can always email me directly, Elaine at ElaineSellers.com. Great. Let me know. So this is, like I said, this is a, this is something that we find ourselves in at this time of our lives. As menopausal women, perimenopause, postmenopause, we find ourselves fighting with things that have been relatively easy and are now not quite so easy. And even understanding, and I, I, I swear, this is my issue. I understand why I, why I struggle with this. And yet, because I've lived this way for so long, and it's such a habit, I find myself still doing the same old things. Yes. So this is where you need to reach out to somebody and maybe get some help with it. Maybe take, a, take one of Elaine's mini courses or work with her for an hour to tune up your calendar or just rethink how you're working with some of these things. Um, I'm also offering these days a mini, uh, mini course. It's a five week course in focus and concentration. And it includes not just work around what's going on and how to fix it, but it also includes hypnosis, which allows you to develop those habits much more quickly of focusing and concentrating and not jumping from task to task. I'm Jean Andrus, the menopause guru, and at Elaine Sellers with Time Investment has been my guest this week. Thank you so much for listening in. Please leave a review and rating on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you.